TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. A blast to center field. Going back is Robles. Oh my. No chance. Into the catch area and straight away center field. And welcome into the Twin Show on Score North, the all-new Score North, Score North on 1500, various platforms at which you can find us, uh, Score North mobile app, Apple, Android, all that good stuff. That, of course, was a highlight last night from Dick Bramer calling the Twins 12-6 to loss, Derek Wetmore, yeah. uh, to the Washington yeah. Nationals, and now the uh, Twins get set to start a three-game series in Cleveland. All right. First question for you off this. And I saw the panic on Twitter last night. It's out there. It's out there. There's a lot of Minnesota sports fans who have seen a lot of bad things through the years. And I think they are uh, becoming more and more. I think the correct word is anxious. They're anxious. I don't even know if they're mad yet, but they're anxious. The importance of the next three games as the Twins go into progressive field with a three and a half game lead on Cleveland in the American League Central and how concerned are you about this team? Which includes, by the way, that they have, which we can delve into, a lot of guys hurt. Yeah, the injuries would be the biggest thing for me. Like The schedule is still nice, but you look at the matchup with the White Sox, and if it's that lineup that we saw last night, Judd, it's not a cakewalk to beat the White Sox. You can still beat the Tigers, you can still beat the Royals, so I still like the ability the Twins will have to pad their schedule, pad their wins, march towards... 97, 98, 100 wins this season. But, uh, yeah, this is a big series. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no underselling it. I I don't think we can overhype this series as the most important three games of the year for the Twins to this point. I, I mean, am I, I crazy on that? It's You have an ability to finish Cleveland's chances. Conversely, if you don't deliver this series, Judd, yeah, I guess I'd be a little bit nervous. So they need to... So they... They're not going to sweep. One win, one one win puts a definite dent in Cleveland. One win gives you two a, wins puts a big dent. Three wins, it's over. See you later. I would say two wins. See you later. But okay, it, yeah. I mean, it's like you start playing the math and you're looking at magic number thirteen. Um, the games that Cleveland has coming up against the Washington Nationals, the Philadelphia Phillies. You're hitting on a key thing to me. Yes. Meanwhile, you get to play the Royals and the Tigers. Now, all that. Matchup stuff is great, but it goes out the window if you're playing half of your regular lineup. And some of the guys that are playing are banged up. So what I'd like to see from this weekend, Judd, more so than the wins and losses. One win would be nice, of course. Um, if you can win the the opener tonight, you feel better about things. But get Miguel Sano back. Get Max Kepler back. If you can at all, get Marwin Gonzalez back. Because that, to me, changes how you feel about yourself going forward. Gonzalez is is got what an oblique slash abdominal, which is never good. Mm-hmm. But we expect him back probably. And and by the way, I'm perfectly comfortable with waiting on him because once he's back, I want him back. Yes. I don't want and those things. If, oh yeah. If you bring a guy back too quickly from those, they tend to uh, get hurt again. So once he's back, if he's back, let's say next week, I don't know, homestand I, I, because they play Cleveland for three. Then they come and play the last homestand, which is three against the White Sox and I believe four against KC. If you can get get him back then, that's fine. But this is why, Derek, this is why I told, mm-hmm. and, and I wrote this on scorenorth.com on Thursday, 
I told people, don't panic. Because if you look at this, if you get guys back, now if you get nobody back and guys continue to go down, then then you're just cooked. Then you're done. Then it doesn't matter. But if this works out, as we assume it will, which is Sano starts to come back, Marwin, Kepler, who, by the way, I do believe is hurt to, to a point where he's not going to be healthy again until spring training, but he can play, Kepler. Sure. Uh, if you start to get those guys back, and you get through Cleveland, and let's say you win one, you get through there, you do have, to your point, if you have a semblance of your roster, 13 games against teams that are going to be checked out, and 10 of them are going to be entirely checked out. The Royals and Tigers can't wait. And I know I know, Casey of late has played decent, but you're better. And they are, and I think Casey is, hey, we're going to play you, and we're going to punch you. And then you're going to go away because you can't wait to go golfing. The White Sox, if they start at Giolito, who I think lost to the Royals on Thursday, but he's pitched well at times, not all the time. But Giolito at at times has pitched well, and and I don't know if the Twins are going to get him in the upcoming three-game series. They're going to play, I believe it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at Target Field. But the point being, and the reason why I said that if you don't win the division, it's an epic collapse. It's not games up. The epic collapse is if you have a semblance of your team back, you are going to play 13 teams that, for the most part, shouldn't care. And I don't buy, this is not, ni- I at least I don't think, this is not 1986 of let's go play spoiler on the Twins. You think the Detroit Tigers, w- with the way the modern athlete is wired, do you think the Detroit Tigers are saying, you know what we'd really like to do? We'd really like to back up Guardy, and we'd like to spoil the Twins. No! the tight. Now, now, do I believe the teams used to say that? <laughs> sure. Absolutely! But with the way that humans are now... <laughs> Win I, one for the skipper. I guarantee you the Casey uh, Royals aren't saying, yeah. man, Ned Yost told us to go beat those twins. So no, that doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. So so the epicness of the collapse is not based on games up, because that's pretty close. It's based on, on who the twins play in those last 13 games. And meanwhile, uh, Cleveland has 12 games left after Sunday, and that includes to what you mentioned, the Phillies and Nationals, who actually have a lot to play for. Right. Uh, let me ask you. I think you're in good shape. Just point blank. How are you feeling right now? You, you think that the Twins hold this off and win the division? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Like Because this There's is no the qu- biggest series of the year if against you, your chief rivals. Yes, but but if they sweep, you're still up. Right. By half, half game, game. But you're still up. And then you go into, and, and that's why, so I'm going to defend the Twins here. I'm actually going to step forward and defend them on something that that was a very, well, it probably wasn't a baseball thing. It might be, but it's very much a sports thing now. I think what Rocco did against Washington was very smart. And, and now the only question I, I have is, did guys not play because he was resting some of them or they legitimately couldn't play? And because of the expansion uh, of the rosters and guys don't have to be IL'd now, we simply don't know. Like, Gonzalez would be on the IL if they needed it, but they don't, right? So, no, I don't know. Kepler, I don't know. But my point being is, you basically, for for three games, and in game one, Brios was fantastic. But for three games, you put out, hmm, what's the nicest thing I can say? A a slightly non-competitive, because you still played Cruz and Crone last night. But, you know, not your best for sure. Right. But... Derek, I'm all for it. You got it. You've got to get healthy. And, and again, the wins don't matter in this sense. If you go, if you take the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers in 13 games, 
and win 11 times, nobody is going to come back and say, but you didn't beat the Nationals two or three, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So to me, this... You win 99 games, yeah, you're okay. Exactly. So you, but you don't care. I mean, the, the whole premise of the Twins' 2019 success has been built partially, if not largely, on what? Kicking the crap out of inferior opponents. Sure, sure. So you asked me. So kind I of, don't feel. I don't feel. I don't feel this. Oh, now playoff wise, I have no clue. Sure. And if Once guys don't there. come around, then you're in trouble. But as far as are they going to blow this? I don't feel. I, and I'm the most pessimistic guy that sure. you know. So I, don't I ask feel, you. I don't feel that way. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't so, think you can. So I feel the same way as you do right now. It's like I see. I see the fragments that would allow you to be pessimistic if you were wired that way. I look at the whole picture and I say, I, <laughs> nervous is not the right word because, like, whatever, what difference does it make to me? But if I was a Twins fan right now, I, I would be optimistic about how this team will finish the season, not how they're playing right now. The National Series, oof. And even before that, the the Cleveland Series, I don't think you're feeling roses and sunshine about how no, that not. went. You're not. But you're shorthanded, and there are some indications that that might change tonight. I mean, I would think, I'm expecting, I'll just tell you this, based on what I'm hearing, I'm expecting Miguel Sano to play this weekend with his sore back. And given that Max Kepler went through the same routine that he would on a normal game day yesterday before the game, and I haven't read any complications today. I was not at yesterday's game, so maybe there's reports that I don't know about. But I would expect that Max Kepler's back this weekend, too. You add two bats like that back into a lineup that already contains Nelson Cruz, you're feeling much better about your chances with Cleveland. You asked about like the injuries and like, are you offended by kind of how it went? In Washington, if you want to get offended, it would be game is within striking distance and Rocco Baldelli runs Cole Stewart out there to give up four more earned runs. That is... That's a good point. Well, great Questionable. Point. Great point and two things. That's true. That's very true. So I don't. I think they traded yesterday's win for Fuller Health this weekend. Oh, is what I'm saying. I think they definitely did. But that's a great point because did Cole Stewart really have to be the the guy that pitched? I mean, he's he's just it's sad, but he's not. He's he should not be here. So that's a good point. And then the one thing I did question on what would have been what Wednesday night. Okay, Mitch Garver sure has a helmet on. He has a bat and he doesn't pinch hit. That made no sense. Now I get not starting him, maybe. Sure, that's that's feet. a conversation. I don't totally get that, but I sort of get that. But why wouldn't Mitch Garver hit? Why would Cold Stewart pitch? Those are, are great points. I'm not offended though by not playing guys who are and and I'm not also not trying to say that they all need rest. But if you're legitimately injured, yeah, yeah. and and I'm saying to myself, well, I can try and milk this out of you to play against Washington. And it might be dicey, but I'm going to do it. And it might cost you for Cleveland, as maybe. A, as a, my whole philosophy on life and sports life, which, which includes trying to dump games on purpose at times, sure. yeah. hey. also includes, if you're going to make the playoffs in your mind, trying to keep guys as healthy as possible. And that's not to say that I would rest them for the sake of it, but Max Kepler's beat to hell. He's got a bunch of things wrong. He's got the knee. He's got the shoulder now. And so if you're thinking to yourself, well, I could play him tonight against Washington, he might help me, but he shouldn't play then. Yeah. So that's where yeah, exactly. that's where I'm willing I'm willing to trade the win in that case. But you're right. Cole Stewart last night makes no sense. And Garver not at least being sent to the plate on Wednesday to me makes no sense. Here's where I'll be okay with it, Judd, because I'm with you on this theory. 
I will be okay with it if they don't take that mentality this weekend. I don't think you can have such an arrogant approach to this series with Cleveland that says, like, oh, he's okay, but it'd be nice if he had two more days. And then with the off day, it's basically like three days. You know what I mean? You do one of those things. Yes, I'm with you. That can't happen, this series. No, but Your foot is down against Cleveland Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then see where the chips fall. But they were resting them or not playing them for this series. Totally. Like, if if it goes beyond that, but then if it goes beyond that, then I think you, you... Owe it to your fan base to come out and say, "Look, these guys are legitimately just hurt." Let me stretch one back and I can't further. Play them. So Washington's one thing. Let me stretch one back further yeah. because over the weekend, and they played the the fighting Cleveland Indians, who were charging in the division, and then they lost their star third baseman. And you thought, okay, you might be able to hold them off, but now, as we sit here today on a Friday, Judd, that looks like a, a less certain proposition, even among the the optimists here in this room on the Score North First Place Twin Show. We both said. That the Twins will probably hold them off. Magic number 13, they're going to the playoffs. But even the optimists acknowledge Cleveland closing the big gap that once existed. And then on Sunday, you remember this plate appearance? Twins get two guys on in the, I think it was the ninth inning against Brad Hand. I don't because I, I was at the Vikings game. Um, this was uh, this was a commotion, so I'll walk you through it. They okay. get two guys on. Brad Hand's on the mound. Okay. Cleveland's up 5-2, I think it was. It was a three-run game in any case. Three-run Bomba ties it, and things are interesting and hairy and looking bad for Cleveland. Ryan Lamar comes up to the plate in his scheduled plate appearance. Of course, the Twins are injured, and it's a watered-down lineup. But you had just traded for Ryan Lamar, who was on Gwinnett, the Braves AAA affiliate. And he showed up at Target Field on Sunday morning, and not six hours later, he's taking a two-out, two-on plate appearance at Target Field I'm not saying the season was on the line in that moment, but it was a big moment against your, the one team that you need to beat right now. And instead of pinch hitting Miguel Sano, bad back, or Nelson Cruz, rest. They chose to have Ryan Lamar hit in that situation, which anything can happen. It's baseball. Yeah, but Ryan Nelson, Lamar could but hit Nel- a bomb. Nelson Cruz could have hit. Traditional baseball thinking would have Sano said. Sano probably couldn't. Like, like let's say. Maybe not. Let's let, give him let's the pass. Let's say he, he's got a bad back. Let's give him the pass. Because that could be a big problem. For sure. But Cruz could have hit. You're telling me that you'd rather well, have Ryan Lamar go. I'm, this is my criticism of Rocco and the Twins well, for their rest. Because I agree with them on almost everything they do. Yep. And in that spot, to maximize the percentage chance to win and beat the Indians, unless he's hurt and can't get out of bed, Nelson Cruz has to take that plate appearance. I agree completely. And here, okay, so, so do that this weekend. So here's the Rocco thing. I actually think the well, and because it, it's not entirely him, I actually think the decisions that are made lineup construction wise often are absolutely fine. Sure. The stuff where Derek and Thad come in and say, "Hey, you, you think about this one." And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's a great point, boss." And and he does it probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Derek, I you know I, as you talk about this because I've thought about this a few times myself throughout the course of this year and not just of late. Some of the in-game Rocco stuff surprises me. Yep. Like the Cole Stewart thing. That that's a great point. I love that point because he shouldn't be pitching if you're trying to win that game. Right. And what? But you I got mean, better arms. I get resting guys, and I get sure. legitimately probably being told this guy just can't play today. Sure. You know, Miguel Snow is a huge man. He he's got bad back. He can't play today. Okay. Yeah, oh, yep. Okay. I get it. Agreed. But there's a difference between that and what you're saying, which is, Rocco, this guy doesn't give you a chance. What are you doing? Like this is not about favors. This is not about Cole Stewart's a good kid and. This is about at least 
keep yourself and and in baseball now you're in games. Look yes. at last night. That's right. Exactly. Bases are loaded. Yeah. If Nelson Cruz hits a grand slam home run, that game is tied, and that game felt like it was over in about the fifth, right? I yeah. So so there are there are Rocco decisions in games that I one hundred percent do not get what he's thinking. Sure, and and I should say like ten years ago, I would have. I would have pushed back against the traditional thinking, which is play all your guys all the time, sprint out every ground ball. I was kind of pushing back on that in my head and thinking like, really, for the one out of a thousand time that you're going to beat out that infield single because the shortstop rushed because you were hustling, is that worth the two pulled hamstrings you're going to get along the way in those thousand ground balls? And that's how baseball teams think nowadays. They're not pushing Robinson Cano to sprint down the line. They're saying... Hit the ball hard but, somewhere. But why is Garver n- not getting in a bat late in that game Wednesday? Why is, to what you said, exactly. full start pitching? Those things aren't... Ne- That's the thing. Garver needs to hit in that game. It's almost like I think Sunday. we've gone too far. Right, but I, but I, what's the justification? Like Nelson, For Garver? Well, or for Cruz. Cruz. Cruz has a bad thumb, but it's been a bad thumb. It's not going to change. Bad uh, wrist for or, Cruz? Yeah. You're talking? Yeah. Bad wrist. But the point is, it's not going to change. Yeah, exactly. So he could have hit on Sunday. So, like, he's not going to, there's almost no chance. It's just bad. And he hit a bleeping home run last night that, yeah. <laughs> that basically landed in catch. Eventually, well, it, no, it bounced above catch then and went above there. Yeah. It would have landed on the surface of the moon, but for having yeah. sailed over the moon. But so why wouldn't you? What's the reasoning? I don't get it because I and don't the know way, the difference. It's one at bat. Sure. Like I'm not That's asking him then to play 18 innings. I don't know what the difference is between getting up and swinging and getting ready for that moment because he's doing prep before that at bat, so it's more work than three swings. But what is that level of work, and how does it compare with a day off? But and is wanna, it that much better for the wrist? But you've got this chance to win this game. I think the positive thing that we can say for them after criticizing the fact that they've kicked a couple of games, if you want to call it that, with a watered-down lineup, the positive is that they're now set up as best as they can be, given their current circumstances, for a pivotal series with the Cleveland Indians in Cleveland. Now, if they employ these tactics this weekend, Judd, I won't get it at all. I think you need to try to well, win two of these games at a minimum, and they've set themselves up to do it now. If these guys, if those are the players that we've gone through legitimately can't play starting tonight, I think you owe it publicly to say they just can't play. So we're talking C.J. Crone, Thumb, yep. Miguel Sano, back. Kepler. Max Kepler scap or you know back of his shoulder. Marwin we know. Marwin ab oblique. But Adrianza you, last night ab oblique. He's probably done for he's the probably year. Done. Yes, exactly. Jake Cave groin. Maybe he comes back soon. But but I'm Kepler, not expecting him for this series. If Kepler, Sano, Marwin, if that if that trio continues to be out, I think at some point in time you have to say they just can't play. Rather like, than the, teasing you, us with this game by game yes, thing. Yes, and totally. I and the twins. I don't think that they'll do that. But I'm telling you right now, at some point in time, it, it because if this was August, the guys who are legitimately hurt right now would be put on the IL, right? Sure. And then we just know. Yep. Marlon so, not available tonight. Yeah. And so if we if they come out and say, "Look, Sanoa just can't play right now," and by by the way, too in baseball. It's not like Cleveland's going to be like, oh, that's great. We could take the rest of, of the weekend off because Miguel Sano's not. Like, <laughs> no. it's not It's not the football thing. That's right. Like, the football thing is we're preparing for this guy. Sure. And, and so, is he going to play or not? And we got to prepare for him. Got to waste 10 hours of practice time this week. You don't, you don't lose. There's no big, you know, oh, oh Sano's not playing tonight. We're off the hook. We don't that's have right. to. What the, They're going to try to win the game. Come on. Marin Savali's pitching. So, I'll give you the lineup from yesterday, and we got to hit a break soon here. I do. 
When we come back, guys, and Manny, I want you on this too. Specific prediction for what's going to happen on the weekend. I don't care. It doesn't have to be a win prediction. It doesn't have to be. Oh, let's get wins predict. Come anything. on. I mean, yeah, we'll, on, we'll let's go, go in wins. that. Let's not let ourselves. I want to go further than that and All say right. I want one specific thing from each of you guys that will happen guaranteed this weekend. Almost like a mini write that down. Last night they went uh, Mitch Garver, catcher Luis Arise in the outfield, Nelson Cruz, Eddie Rosario, CJ Crone, Williams Astadio playing third base. Jonathan Scope at second. A. Ray Adrons at shortstop until he got hurt. Might be done for the year. Ronnie Torres came in, took over. And, Ryan Lamar in center field. And eventually played. Torres did left field. Left field, yes. That uh, that was an interesting lineup last night in the way that we Minnesotans use the word interesting. Let's take a break. On the Score North First Place Twin Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And when we come back, I want a prediction from each of you guys for how this series is going to go and one thing that's going to happen. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your the Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's it's, it's a couple things because it's hard to ignore it. You know, it's, it, you can't really um, forget about it. Every day, you know, that you do come to the ballpark and someone happens to, you know, go down. Um, everyone, everyone sees it, notices it, acknowledges it, supports the guys that are you know, the guys that have gotten hurt and are dealing with those things, but people have continued to, you know, recover and get ready and get back out there and guys plug holes and guys do a lot of different things to fill in and, and find ways to win games. It is the Twin Show. It's Zolgad, Wetmore, Manny Hill producing TCL Broadcast Studios. If you'd like to join the conversation, 651-646-8255. Twins open up a, a three-game series at Cleveland's Progressive Field tonight. Jake Odorizzi against Aaron Savali tonight. Saturday night will be TBA. He's been pitching well, though. So. TBA against Mike Clevenger, 11 and 2, 272 ERA. TBA's having a good year for the Twins. I hope TBA's uh, ERA, do we know? I hope TBA is, is Sandy Colfax and Drysdale combined. <laughs> I hope he's up for going it. Going against Clevenger. And then Sunday, they wrap it up 12 uh, 10 in Cleveland. Interesting one. Interesting, yes. Interesting one, and I say that as an interesting. Jose I always Barri- love when you find it interesting, Judd. Jose Barrios against All-Star Game MVP Shane Bieber. Ooh. Jose Barrios, though, against... That is a uh, that is a big-time pitching matchup, Derek. Webber. That's going to be all kinds of fun. And look, we don't know what's going to happen in the first two games, but I think it's much like Vikings-Packers this weekend, Judd. Phil and I were talking about this earlier. Phil Mackey and I were uh, chit-chatting about... You know, strategy for the weekend, and you and Matthew Collar will be going to Green Bay. And how how do we handle this weekend given the different outcomes? Well, there are like four outcomes, right? In a Vikings Packers game, let's throw out the tie. We're not going to plan for a tie if it happens. Okay, I know why not. Caught, <laughs> might as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way things are going. Caught shorthanded, I guess. But blowout win for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Blowout win for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Close win for the Vikings. Close win for the Packers. So here's our angle for all of those. Whatever. That's how I think of Sunday's pitching matchup, Jose Barrios versus Shane Bieber. If the if it's split, that's a fascinating game because it could, as the Twins, you could bury the Indians. 
if the Twins already won the first two games, then that's like do or die for the House Indians. House money sort of game Exactly for the right. Yeah. If you sweep, great. If you don't, all right, we're going. Right. Moving on to uh, the next series. Right. But if Cleveland wins the first two games, that Sunday matchup suddenly dials up in intensity to the kind of pressure that Jose Brios has really only experienced twice in his life. It'd be fun to watch. I don't put the All-Star game on that level, but I do put World Baseball Classic on that level for Jose because he cares a lot about that. Yeah. And also, he pitched in Yankee Stadium in the postseason in 17. So... So this would be like the third most crucial game of his young career. It'd be fun to see him though. coming off a pretty good start. So that'll be. Whew. And I want to see. I would love to see him. So, so what? He, he's got three starts left, right? I believe Before that's the right. Season. Yep, that's how I mapped it out. I want. So on Sunday, I want to. I want to see something that tells me Tuesday was real. Yes, because yes. Tuesday was a hell of a performance. Yes, I mean we could talk all we want about the swings and misses or the non-swings and miss. Okay, that's all. That's all great, but the reality was sitting there watching that guy pitch. That's where you said, "Where's that been?" Yes, it, it, it was. It was Derek at the same time. Great to watch, and frustrating. Sure, because you said to yourself, "Oh, this is you." Right. Like that can be there, him. There he is. That that Washington lineup's a good lineup. Totally. You know he beat so what July thirty first I believe it was he beat the Marlins pitched great and but you're still saying okay it's Miami you know that's fine but it's Miami but this is a Washington lineup that's really solid really good and that performance and the crisp nature of that game mm-hmm. that was fantastic. Now I now I'm not expecting exactly that every time out but a semblance of that I think is very fair. And you are a guy, Judd, who we don't see perfectly eye-to-eye on this, but I totally get where you're coming from, and I think a lot of listeners agree with you here. You like to see what guys do against the best teams. as a as a yes. Not the only barometer, but as a primary barometer for what you can think about him in October. From that end, this is Jose's last chance to show you, Judd Zolgad, what he is going to be at the end of the season. Because I mapped out their starting rotation the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Now knowing that Kyle Gibson is back, Probably stays a turn in the rotation, even though it wasn't exactly pretty last night. Jake Odorizzi, of course, will stay on turn. Martin Perez has had his five of his last like seven outings have been pretty solid, so you keep him on on schedule. Jose Barrios scheduled to pitch Sunday against the Cleveland Indians and Shane Bieber. After that, he faces the Kansas City Royals, probably in the second game of that series. And then his last start of the year, Judd, is against the Detroit Tigers. So you will learn nothing from him in we those call two outings. It a measuring stick on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Where are you at? That's exactly right. Uh, barometer, even though I'm not sure we're measuring any atmospheric pressure, there is some pressure on this game in this series. Let me ask you guys then. I teased before the break for a prediction on what's going to happen. First of all, I want your wins. What What do you think is going to happen? And maybe which games the Twins are going to win, if okay. you're so bold. But I also want just something, something specific, something that will say on Monday, oh my gosh, I can't believe Manny said that such and such is going to happen. And he was totally right, whatever, or totally wrong, whatever. You're talking and about a write that down is what you're this doing. This is a write that what down. you're forcing my hand because at, at 5 but o'clock I'm not, today I'm supposed to do a write that down. I'm not I trying to steal it. Can't do too many write that downs. <laughs> I'm not trying, to, not trying to steal the bit. Well, you got Vikings Packers this weekend. I know. And you can't use that on this show. So, Manny, if I put you on the spot first, are you ready for a win yeah. total and a specific prediction for the weekend? Uh, yes. Win total. Um, the Twins will take two of three. Okay. Optimism reigns. And uh, something specific. Yeah, like I think, out there. I think Jose Barrios is going to repeat his performance. 
on Sunday. Dominate. Against, okay. Against, so against two or Shane three Beaver. and Barrios? And Barrios on Sunday. Wow. We'll do well. And TBA maybe. And uh, that'll be a low scoring game because Bieber's obviously sure. very good sure. too. That that sure. has the feel of like a three to two type of uh Sunday afternoon tilt. And I'll I'll uh, say advantage Barrios on that day. Okay. I love it. That's specific enough. Judd, your win totals. Everything I'm about to say, too, is predicated on the guys who can return returning. So I'm I'm going to assume I'm going to assume Marvin Gonzalez is not going to play. Okay. Which hurts. But I'm going to assume uh Sano's back and available. I'm going to assume I guess most importantly the Kepler is back. Okay. Um, but I am still going to say the twins win one of three. Okay. And here's here's the specific thing that I'm going to bring up. Because Darn it, it's genius of Cleveland. The fact that they traded Trevor Bleeping Bauer, who we all thought, man, you're trading Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, look at how he did against the Twins this year. If I'm not mistaken, he was a dumpster fire. Kepler was hitting home runs like it was going out out of style. <laughs> They've actually improved themselves specifically against the the Cleveland in the Cleveland Indians in my mind right now are a great matchup for the Twins, meaning the Twins don't like to face them. And it wasn't true before Bauer got traded. Before Bauer got traded, the Twins were hitting them, and Tweed didn't exist in Cleveland. I'm dead serious here. I believe you. So I really think that we're going to say, man, you know what? And it's going to sound crazy, but we're going to say, why couldn't Trevor Bauer have stayed in Cleveland? Because that was a guy the Twins actually, I think, I think I'm justified in saying this in 2019, hit pretty well. Trevor Bauer, by the way, has been terrible in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's... He's been really bad. Yeah, you know what? I bleed for him. <laughs> My heart goes out to him. Really goes out to him. But Ever if, since he fired that ball into the up, sun over the center field wall, if, it hasn't gone great. If you look up Bauer's uh, stats this year against the Twins, you know, and Kepler was, what, hit like six home runs off him or something ridiculous? I think it was five in five plate appearances, wasn't it? But I think Cleveland takes two of three, but I'm still telling you, I'm emboldened in saying that does not mean that I'm going to come in here on Monday and say, that the Twins are in any type of trouble. I still think the Twins win the the AL Central. I just think, I think if you play Cleveland, Cleveland loves to play you. And, and post-Bauer trade, it's obvious why, Derek. Trevor oh. Bauer has a 7.4 ERA and eight starts with the Cincinnati Reds. Whew. Oh, yeah, it's been bad. Yeah, too bad. Yep, really feel bad for him. Really shedding a tear for him. Yep, get those drones out, baby. Do something else besides pitch, I guess. Oh, but, he, but he's not going to take that. Uh, Derek Wetmore, what do you got for us? So, just to be clear, your specific prediction is one of three for the Twins, and at the end of the weekend, the Twins will wish that the Indians yes, still had Trevor, had Trevor Bauer. Bauer. Because they hit him. <laughs> okay. He was the one guy who would start. That's pretty good. Look at the guys. They're, they're starting. They're oh, I know. starting. Okay, wait, wait. Give me two seconds to put my old man glasses on here, because I think I found a stat in the Star Tribune today that was very revealing. Uh, in two starts against the Twins, Savalier has a 1.64 ERA. Yeah. Well, he's been awesome. No, but I mean, he's Everyone's the... face, yeah. He, he's the least of the, of the three who are going to start against you. He's the one where you might be like, oh, okay, that's fine. He's the one I'm sweating the most right now. He's fun to watch pitch. He's the one I'm sweating the most right now because I have the least clue about him. So Clevenger like, probably wins on Saturday, you'd think. Yep. And then the Sunday the Bieber, one. The, the Sunday one to me, to me right now, it is a toss-up. If Barrios now, now I'm basing it being a toss-up off the Tuesday start by Barrios. Sure. But if that start was real, I think that Bieber Barrios game could be fantastic. Oh man, I can't wait. Anyway, your prediction. So record prediction for the weekend. I I I too think that the twins win one game this weekend. 
Which is not, I mean, I'm not panicked. This guy's not falling. You win one game, the magic number drops by two. Yeah, now it's, Cleveland, now, yeah. now it's 11 and you've got a bunch of cupcakes the rest of the way. Go ahead and get fat. Correct. My specific prediction will will likely shock uh, longtime listeners of the Score North First Place Twin Show. I think that Mitch Garver is going deep this weekend. Oh, so they're not surprised. You were being a smart. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it another step. I think Castro goes deep this weekend too. Mm. But the Twins only win one of three. That's right. Well, well, I don't know I which games those guys will hit homers in, but Jason Castro is going to be huge. Help guide pitchers through those tough starts against a good Cleveland lineup. Yep. And offensively, uh, you you want him in there. But uh, three right-handed starters. I got to think that uh, Mitch Garver comes up in spots this weekend and. Because you don't know what you're going to get from Max Kepler. You don't know what you're going to get from Miguel Sano, even though we think those guys will be back this weekend. I think the catchers come up big in this It's series. 31. Yep, 31 for Mitch, and I can't remember how many Castro's on right now. Castro's got to be in the Can teens I, by now. I've got a Garver question yeah, for sure. you. And, and I, the I answer's probably can, yes, but I let's hear it. I think that, that you can take this question, considering that you are the president of the Mitch Garver <laughs> fan club. Answer this question for me. 12 home runs for Castro, by the way. 12, thank you. So that'll be 13. Because I, I'm thoroughly confused here. Okay. All right. In this day and age of baseball, and the Twins the twins are as progressive now as most teams, if not more so, right? Sure. Okay. We put an emphasis on posi- position flexibility and the ability where guys can play different spots, right? That's right. Um, Marwan is the poster child. Gonzalez is. But Arise... Never played left except a little bit in mm. his previous baseball lives, and now he's in left, and no, he's not great there, but he plays there because, darn it, he needs to play. Yep. A year ago or so, Mitch Garver was playing, if I'm not mistaken, outfield, left field maybe, and first base at Rochester because at the time he was a bad catcher. Now, that's right. to his credit, he's made himself into a really good catcher, but that's not my question because this is not a criticism of Mitch. Why on earth... Can't he play, for instance, first base? Like, if you could start Adrianza and Astadia at first base, and and I and I am the chief of the first base is not a simple position fan sure. club. Yeah, that's so, right. So the implication here is not well. Anybody I could play first base. Yep, yep. No, I could not. Right. But me neither, by the way. But Mitch Garver has played there. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. they got him experience there. So why why wouldn't you? And and I'm also not saying Derek that he should play there all the time. But it seems like they just think of him as a catcher, and with their thinking, that confuses me. Um, I I hear you. Let me just flesh this out a little bit. Let's explore the space, as Judd Zalgad likes to say. No, that's you. <laughs> I don't explore space. I think I, I got that from you. If yeah. I say that, it's because I'm, you Sounds know. like Mackie. Imitation is the sincerest form Sounds of like flattery, Mackie. my friend. Okay. I think there are a couple of things. One is Garver dealt with the ankle thing earlier this year, high ankle sprain, and he only missed 16 games. Like, I, I hesitate to overuse this word, but miraculously. Oh, no, you're right. Shohei Otani turned his leg, and I thought that was going to be two, two months minimum. He was missing eight weeks, and then we'll see where he's at. And he missed 16 games, and he came back, and he had 30 bombas this season. The only thing keeping him from 40 is that injury, right. <laughs> like playing time. Uh, it's it's an amazing offensive season for a catcher. It's a very good offensive season for anybody. But I think that a couple of things are playing. One, it's the injury. So in the rest and recovery era, that matters. Two, I think 
with certain players, the Twins are willing to challenge them and push them outside of their comfort zone. And clearly, Marwin's comfort zone is much bigger than most. But Luis Arise, as an example, just to make my point, plays left field, even when Eddie Rosario is the healthy corner outfielder. And I asked Rocco about that, and he said, well, with a young guy like Arise specifically, and not just because he's young, but because he's inexperienced in the big leagues, I don't want to ask him to play everywhere. So he's going to play infield where he's comfortable, and then he's going to pick a spot. And so left field it is, and Eddie goes and plays right. It just so happens that he screwed up a fly ball in right field over the weekend and or uh, during the week, and that sucks. But I think there is some of that going on, that to ask Mitch Garver to be a leader behind the plate, help guide the pitching staff through, along with Jason Castro, through games and through series, be the second-best hitter on the team, and then also play around different positions. And I think that's a lot to put on a guy's plate. So so that's probably I'm just guessing here. But like he could have pinched it a couple nights ago for totally. Astadia and, totally and and gone in at first base and I it's totally very agree. late cuz yeah I'm I'm not but I think they're trying to protect their catchers too more okay. than anybody else on the field. Because I'm not suggesting he starts at first base. I just okay. think when, when opportunity presents itself to get his bat in there late in a game that by the way you might have a chance yeah. in. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not, not against that. I'm not offended if Mitch Garver plays a little bit of first base. You know I'm not against getting his bat in the lineup as often as possible as many times. Right. I think it's a combination of three things. Okay, It's the injury that it's always a maintenance process. It'll probably be maintenance through the end of the playoffs whenever that ends. Two. But he can still catch. So and yeah. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying defensive replacement. Okay, I got Mitch Garver in at bat, Stand which I'd prefer there. he gets at bats to Ostadia. Okay, let's um I just think that there is something about overburdening players, and in this case, uh, Mitch Garver, m- less physically, although that's certainly part of the equation, but more like mentally taxing. If you are going into a series and you say, hey, you know what? You're going to be playing some outfield, some first base, and some catcher. Get ready to prep Burrios on Sunday. Oh, and I would not. And and to uh, to be clear on this point, I would not. I would take outfield out probably. Okay, so he's I'm a first base, first base catcher, maybe DH when Nelson was down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that is reasonable. I think it's a conversation the Twins should be having. Outfield. Um, let's so far. Let's take that out. Yeah. So let to be fair to Mitch, let's say catcher one sometimes. DH is absolutely fine, and you can play first base when when in a pinch. Yeah. But if Adrianza can play first base, Mitch sure. Garver can play first base. Yep, I would think he's capable of it physically and mentally, but I do think that there is uh, there's some protection going on there, I would guess. We got a caller? Mike, what's going on? Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Do you want to hear the true Minnesota sports fans prediction for this weekend? Yes, I do. They are going to get swept, and Crone, Scope, Rosario... And Polanco are all going to go down with season-ending injuries. Hey, how about the Packers-Vikings game? What's going to happen there? I grew up here, Mike, and even I can't get to where you just went. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm driving to the Green Bay game this weekend, so the Vikings are going to win. Oh, wow. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Wait. Wait. That's a trifecta. Wait, hold on a second. So if you you were going to Cleveland, would would the Twins sweep then? I would not drive there. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. Mike, thanks. My question is, can you please... Oh. Please tell me, and Derek, you'll probably know this better than Judd. Please tell me that the Twins are going to go after at least one number one and maybe a number two and not re-sign Kyle Gibson for my sake. <laughs> uh, let's let's get into that here. Start, uh, start him with question two, because I think we can agree that Kyle Gibson's probably gone. Yeah, Mike, thank you for the phone call. And the trifecta prediction, we got to remember that for Monday when we do our prediction reviews. Yep. Um, I think... Kyle Gibson's days with the Twins are, are are probably numbered. Now disappoint him. 
Disappointing on if they'll no, no. go after a one and a yeah. two. Yeah, his first question, he <laughs> set up, Mike, you are. Come on, Mike. You know better, Mike. Know you're better. a Minnesota sports fan. Judge, you're going to be surprised. Oh, you're not. I think the Twins try to make a push for Garrett Cole this winter. Well. I think they chase a number one. I don't know that they're going to sign like two top flight guys. Well, here's but see, here's the thing with that, though. They can push. For that, for Garrett Cole, not not but like will, an eyewash will, push, but will they land Garrett Cole? It's not an I eyewash think, push no because chance. I think that's that's no exactly because that's the thing I think everybody because I mean they they pushed for you Darvish a couple of years ago, sure did. Garrett Cole's going and, home. Garrett Cole's you know, going to be in California. Yeah, Garrett Cole's Angels, going home. Angels or you, Dodgers? Okay, how Angels hard? Probably. How hard do you think they're really going to push? That for depends Cole. what the rest of the market looks like. But the uh, Garrett Cole market's going to be one of the few. There's going to be very few. Now there are going to be guys. Here's what here's what I want. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Here's here's the realistic. Okay, Mike. I love Mike's prediction. Well, I love, by the way, I love Mike. It's so specific. Because Mike's like me, and that's fine. But come on, Mike. Uh, okay. All right. So instead of setting ourselves up for disappointment right now by saying go after Garrett Cole, which you do because you then want to come back and say cheap polats, like oh, that, that are too cheap because they're not going to get Garrett Cole. So you're setting up the loss like Sid used no, to do. No, here's what I'm going to do. No, no. What I like to do is challenge people to do what I know that they can do. So when they okay. don't do it, I can dump on them. Okay. <laughs> Thomas Vanek should score yes. 30 goals next year. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. But I didn't say 60 because I knew he couldn't That's score right. 60. But okay. 30 was realistic. Okay. Right. Okay. Here's Derek and Thad. Here's what you need to be prepared to do. And this is just like I said. If the Twins lose this division in those last 13 games, I will kill them. I will absolutely come on these airwaves and kill them. There's no excuse for it. Be prepared to give up draft pick compensation for a pitcher. Sure. No, but that's what I want. Yeah. I, I don't want you to have that draft pick. No, I'm saying right now, don't. If you have, if if we are doing a radio show next April and you have not forfeited that pick, I'm going after you. <laughs> and it's not on Garrett Cole, because you're not getting Garrett. No, seriously, though, you're not getting Garrett Cole. Why not? Garrett Cole's going to California. He's going home, and he's going to get paid a ton. And he's going to get paid way more than the Twins will pay. Okay. I get that. I'm comfortable with that. I've accepted that. But if you have that damn draft pick on opening day next year, and you haven't forfeited for 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 a pitcher who has been tendered, then I'm going after. So you want Garrett a guy Cole that to got the Angels makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? Qualifying offer. He's how from many, there. He's like yeah, right It just him. makes all the sense in the world. They just did Trout. They've still got Albert on the books. There's, but you know what? I'm just saying. They, they should pitching. be competitive. Same Mike, Manny. No, different Mike. Mike, what's up? There's a lot of Mikes out there. Yeah, I know there are. <laughs> well, what's up, Mike? I just Mike want to Trout. make sure Mike wasn't trying to uh, call me back and defend himself. Go ahead, <laughs> guys. I. I really, truly think Eddie Rosario might be dangled in the offseason to acquire a starter because they got Alex Creel off. They got other outfielders. I mean, that could be a position of strength for them to trade from. I don't know who. I'm not in front of a computer. But I'm not so sure Eddie Rosario's on the uh, opening day roster next year. What are your thoughts? Thanks. That's awesome. Mike, thank you for the call. Actually, you know what we should do, Judd? Actually, I, I know exactly what we should do. I think that we're up against a break, and we should talk about that. we got to get to that. we got to get to offseason. And I actually have a piece that I read from uh, Andy McCall I want to run by you guys. Super fun in The Athletic. We'll do that next on the Score North First Place Twin Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, Score North download time. I'm Manny Hill. And uh, last segment, caller Mike from Burnsville called and asked about Kyle Gibson and 
Are the Twins going to bring him back? Well, Kyle Gibson did not have a very good start last night against the uh, Washington Nationals, and here's what Rocco Baldelli had to say about Gibby's performance. There was probably a a lack of uh, execution or focus with two outs, and, um, you know, we saw it a couple of times, and uh, he, you know, it it wasn't as sharp as as we've seen him. Um, You know, the the walks aren't really... um, you know, a characteristic of his, uh, the, you just see the better command most of the time of, of all of his pitches. Yeah, it was not good for Kyle Gibson. It's been a very, uh, a season filled with peaks and valleys for uh, for number 44. That's your Score North download. And uh, now back for one final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show. Judd? Manny Hill, that was incredibly kind. Peaks and valleys. Peaks I thought you were going to yeah. say it's very been an kind. interesting season for Kyle Gibson. That would also be fair. Uh, disappointing I just season. like saying peaks and valleys. No, no it's, it's a good, good. It's a good term. It fits. Okay, off of uh, Caller Mike's question before we went to break, Derek Wetmore. Yes. Eddie Rosario. Uh, Mike predicted that the, he will be dangled in trade talks probably for starting pitching. I would agree completely. But I asked you during the break now. Given the last um, post-All-Star break, let's assume somebody has to go. And it can't be, you know, it's not going to be, hey, trade Jay Cave for an ace. Because that's going to happen. <laughs> let's say it has to be a guy who who has frustrated you but has but still has potential. Who do you think brings back more, and, and I guess the starting point here, and it might be the only player coming back, is a quality starting pitcher. Miguel Sano or... Eddie Rosario. Who has more value in the open right, trade market? Because I've been told, well, you can't trade Sano because because he's he's never going to get you enough back in return. But Rosario's really gone south as well. So if you were to if if you were just a cold call teams and be like, I need a starting pitcher, who would you ask for back from the twins? Ah, <sighs> that's a great question. Because not trading Kepler, for instance. You yeah, know, no, you just Max signed Kepler's, him. Yeah, he's not being traded. Yeah, you got Kepler, you got Polanco. Those are the two that are assured to be a part of your core given the deals they just signed. Sure. They're going to be they're going to outperform their income and you keep players like that. You just keep them. Uh when you're good, you keep them, I should say. So the Twins planning on being good again next year and from a shopping standpoint, I would imagine that your guy Miguel Sano would have more value on the open market to teams right now, given what teams are looking for, given what corner bats are just available every offseason, and given that they both have the same amount of team control left. So it's three years probably for each of them through arbitration um, before they get their their big payday, potentially, in free agency. And yeah, I would think that uh, Miguel Sano does things that it's, it's, it's more difficult to find his elite level of skill set than it is to find somebody who can stand in left field and swing at everything and get hot and cold. Like, don't get and me Rosario's, wrong. He's, it, it, but it, he drives you crazy. I didn't mean now. that as like a huge criticism of Rosario because, like, he's, but he's driven you crazy for the last two months. Rosario's well, driven me crazy career. for the last four years. His career, yeah, that's not fair. When Good Rosario point. was going well, I was raising my hand saying, What is with but, this guy's cold streaks? But what was going on, you know? He's playing, and and I know he doesn't play right, but that you know, that non catch a couple nights ago is awful. And, I I think he and then he makes make a that great, play. but and then he you know last night Soto rounds yeah. the bag too much and he makes a heads up. Oh my, you know that's a really great play. He's and, maddening as a yes. player, and and I've said mm-hmm. this for years, so this isn't me front running here. I I like Eddie as a guy and the interactions we've had in the clubhouse and whatever, and he seems like a nice enough dude. His play 
is aesthetically unpleasing to me, and his numbers this year have been bad. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, on base He's percentage not, is under 300 Under now. 300. Do you know how things are, are bad there? Twins Twitter has turned on him hard. Really? A lot of people. A lot of Twins. And, you know. Because Target Field is Eddie. The, oh, Eddie. I know. And just stop that. That's a different crowd, though, Derek. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair. It's a much different but crowd. Twins Twitter, which which tends to, to love lots of players. In the last month or so, they're out on Rosario. They're out. Wow. They're pointing out his deficiencies defensively, and they're not wrong. I'm I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying that that's a group that usually doesn't, when they turn that corner, I don't know that you can get them back. Some people are going to criticize the take because power hitting first basemen are easy to find, but I think Sano is a 40 homer hitter if he's healthy, and Rosario's 30. Yep. And if Rosario was like plus plus defensively, you'd say, okay, well, that's a. Easy indicator that he's a better player. But I think if both of them play a full season, a, a big if, obviously, but is going to be cheaper next year, and he's going to put up more wins. I think that the oh, more valuable sure. player is Miguel Sano. Right, but you want a good starting pitcher back, is my point. Like, what, yeah, gets, yeah, what, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. what gets me that trade? Well, sign Garrett Cole at least two for starters. Well, yeah. You sign Garrett Cole. That's okay. just money. No okay. prospects. When we stop doing drugs, what gets me that trade? <laughs> when the hallucinogenics are put away, what gets me what, what I need? Well, qualifying offers, you're going to have to give up a draft pick <laughs> to get Garrett Cole, and he's starting game one next year for you. <laughs> I, they will have and to look hard. I'm not advocating trading anybody. I just think but someone's going to have to go. They'll have to look hard at trading somebody from their quote-unquote core. Because I don't yes. think we know what the core is even, right? We do not. We would have said coming into the year, it's Kepler, Polanco, yep. uh, Buxton, Sano with question marks, but a chance to be in that core. Absolutely. And then what? Rosario Barrios? Barrios. That's, that's probably like the core, right? Because relievers aren't a core. They they come and they go, and you hope they have a nice, long, yeah, that's probably accurate. sustained yeah. career. Mitch Garver, we didn't know was a part of yeah, the core. No, now we do. No, I'd say you're right. That's the group. Yep, and I think of that group, you might have to consider trading somebody, and it's and it's not going to be Kepler, it's not going to be Plonko. I think you're going to have to. Maybe I think you're going to have to to get pitching. You could run it back with that group, but right, but there's I, enough question marks but there Gibson's, that uh, Gibson's gone makes you nervous. Pineda now I think is gone. Mm-hmm. Odorizzi comes back, but on my terms, which means he might not come back. Okay. So that's three right there. Martin, Martin Perez, Perez Mart- probably gone. No, they can pick. Bring he's, him back. he's got the option. I'd pick it up. Cheap yeah. option. I'd pick up a cheap option, he's especially number, with three guys five. possibly leaving. Yeah, he's your number five guy. But pitching wise, if you go out and sign a guy, you, you're still going to have to come back and fill in at least one more pitching rotation space. I mean, is Gratterall is he set to start next year? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. That's he's still going to be twenty two. That's a le- that's a leap from bullpen guy this year to opening day uh, spot in, in the rotation. Totally. Not opening day starter, but opening day spot. Yeah, totally. Oh, last thing quickly. Let's do it. Please, for the all that's good in this world, stop the wooing at Twins games when they're behind and the place is empty. The woo woo, just please stop the with Rick it. Flair thing. Yeah, that what please, they're doing. But I don't know what they're doing. I don't think Rick Flair. I don't stop. think he'll be in Cleveland this weekend for the but biggest you hear series it? of the year. But could you hear Twins. it? Oh yeah, the end of the game. I mean, I know no one's there. It's fine, but just stop. Mm. Just think of something. You know else. What? We'll get it done. That. We'll review our predictions on Monday stop. on the Score North First Place Twin Show biggest series of the year for the Twins and the Indians for Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill. I'm Derek Wetmore saying, talk to you Monday. Enjoy this series.